Welcome back, listeners. Welcome. What's up? Had a break from character there. I you? guess. <laughs> Howdy. What is up, y'all? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> well, you guys been up to since last time we got together? Mm, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, had an interesting time. Spent the night in Birmingham. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I do recall you saying you were doing an on-site uh, research for this week's episode. I did. So um, so this week I'm covering the Redmont Hotel in Birmingham, and I went and stayed there, Ooh. stayed the night. I have been just anticipating this <laughs> episode so much. I know. She's been so just kind of like secretive about what happened, not wanting to give us any details. And it's like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> let's record this already. I want to know. <laughs> oh, it was such a fun experience. I'm jealous I didn't get to go. I know. I know. We were all trying to go and it was kind of like a last minute thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, ah, I can't. But I'm jealous. <laughs> it, it was. It was a very last minute uh, thing, um, decision. But it being so close and mm-hmm. I had uh, a great opportunity to go and stay there. And I really just couldn't pass it up. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have technology that allows us all to FaceTime. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that, was, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that yeah. later. <laughs> Well, tell us about it, Nikki. Tell us, tell us. Uh... Let's, yeah, let's get right into it because yeah. I am so ready to hear about this hotel story. I am. I am too. <laughs> I, I'm really excited about this one. It is going to be a long one, um, so buckle up. Uh, like Robin said in a previous episode, um, <laughs> pause us if you need to go get snacks, go to the restroom, <laughs> get something to drink. It's going to be a good one. I'm so excited oh, because. Goodness. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this wasn't just, you know, like, oh, I did some research, did some Google online. Maybe I talked to somebody over the phone. You were there. I did. <laughs> Which really helped me concrete a lot of the, you know, actual history and the information. So I'm really excited about that. I got a lot more juicy details than what mm-hmm. I could just find online. Yes. Awesome. All right. So again, it's the Redmont Hotel that we're covering, or I'm covering. The Redmont Hotel is located at 2101 Fifth Avenue North in Birmingham, Alabama, and is actually Alabama's oldest operating hotel. Oh, Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It was designed by architect Jeffrey Lloyd Preacher of Atlanta and was named after Birmingham's Red Mountain. The Redmont originally opened on May 1st of 1925. Okay. And had 250 guest rooms. Oh. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. For 1925. So. Mm-hmm. It's, um, there are 14 stories, um, if you're including the penthouse, which we'll get a little bit more into that as well. But it was very ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Each room had its own private bath, chilled water, and ceiling fans. Oh. oh. Yeah. So Fancy. It was. It was very unheard of and rare at the time for it to have these type of amenities for the guests. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. So, soon after opening, it was pinned as Birmingham's most modern hotel and became the hotspot of the Roaring Twenties elite. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. Let's dress up and smoke some cigarettes and do some dancing. That's right. (laughs) It was the place to see and be seen. Ooh. Oh, I bet you felt felt so fancy. I did. (laughs) I'm going to put my flapper hat on. (laughs) 
Get oh, my... I sh- should have dressed up as a flapper and going in there. That would have been cool. <laughs> would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't always in the best shape or financially stable, though. Reportedly, it's said to have functioned and operated more or less as a brothel during the 1960s. Oh, no. Yeah, after it fell on some hard times. Now, yeah, I, I guess this is like downtown Birmingham. Is it like in the heart of downtown? or It is. It is yeah. right smack in the middle of okay. downtown Birmingham. Okay. Um, and you'll, if you're familiar with Birmingham and going through, uh, you'll recognize the iconic Redmont Hotel uh, neon sign that's hmm. on top of the building. Okay. All right, so a few notable events I just want to quickly touch on. On November 1st of 1934, two robbers found themselves in a shootout in the lobby. What? Mm. Yeah. With a detective uh, with the Birmingham Police Department after attempting a robbery on the eighth floor of the hotel. Oh. Oh. One of the bandits were killed uh, while his partner was wounded, and I believe the partner got away. Oh. Some of uh, some people believe that Al Capone was involved in the shootout. However, this is false. Okay. Hashtag fake news. Debunked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pair were actually on the lam from a robbery in Tampa, Florida. Oh. Mm. There's actually said to still be a bullet in one of the columns in the lobby. Ooh. Yeah. But has been covered up in the most recent renovations. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's probably not something that you would want to keep around. True. Especially <laughs> if you were like a fancy hotel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pardon me. Do you know where the ice is? <laughs> what are these bullet holes riddled throughout the hotel lobby? <laughs> I don't really feel safe here. <laughs> So in 1937, the Rainbow Room Lounge opened. It became a watering hole for a group of influential people known as the Knothole Gang. The Knothole Gang? The Knothole Gang. Okay. The Rainbow Room is such a, just a classic name for a lounge. It is. <laughs> Let's yeah. go to the Rainbow Room. <laughs> I know. <sighs> it's so period. <laughs> <laughs> the Knothole Gang in included a number of uh, businessmen, politicians, bankers, and ministers mm-hmm. in the Birmingham area. Um, so a lot of influential people just kind of gathered here. Mm-hmm. By 1945, it began operating as Rainbow Coffee Shop, which was a restaurant that offered, get this, a full Thanksgiving meal for $1.50. Oh, oh I uh, bet that was expensive, though, back then. I bet. Buck fifty back in 45, <laughs> you said? 1945, yeah. Oh. That's crazy, though. Yeah. So then in 1946, just a a year later, Clifford Stiles of the Stiles Brothers Hotel chain purchased the hotel. A year later, in 1947, he converted the entire top floor into an elegant New York-style penthouse apartment for himself and his family. Oh, Um, greedy. Keeping it to himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was complete with terraces, a private elevator, a flower garden, a lawn for pets, and a brick barbecue pit. Oh my oh. goodness. And a lawn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, they hauled soil up the elevator and just made a lawn on top of the roof. Huh. Uh, and obviously, because of the extravagance, it became a scene for many extravagant parties. Mm-hmm. Most notable in 1952... Country music singer Hank Williams Sr. Ah, yes. Wow. Yeah. Spent his very last night on earth in the hotel. What? Oh, oh what? I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Yeah. He 
eventually succumbed to heart failure caused by excessive alcohol and prescription drug use, unfortunately. <gasps> but it's believed that he stayed in room 301, where he's said to have been entertaining the ladies. No. Three ladies, to be exact. Oh. Ladies, well, okay. man. <laughs> How old was he? 29. Oh. He died mm. at the young age of 29. Wow. Yeah. After he stayed at the Redmont, he hired a driver, Charles Carr, who was 17 at the time, a college student, uh, to drive him. He was traveling to, um, some, this was actually December 31st, so New Year's Eve. Okay. In 1952, he hired Charles to drive him from Birmingham up towards West Virginia and then on to Canton, Ohio um, okay. for a couple of shows that he had planned for New Year's and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I was thinking this is how you want to spend your New Year's Eve is riding in a car going cross country. Well, yeah. you're, you know, you got, you're they a got big it. successful country star, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, some, you got to hear some music at some party somewhere. Yeah. And, and I believe this was at the height of his career. Mm. Fortunately, he did pass away on the car ride. Oh. But some say that he might have also been in room 303 or 305, but with multiple renovations done since and walls being knocked out to make the rooms larger. Uh, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint exactly where yeah. his room at the time would be now. Yeah, where he would have stayed. Gotcha. Right. But we do know that it was on the third floor in that area. Okay. In 1983, uh, the Redmont was inducted into the National Register of Historic Places. And then the same year, a group of investors, which included several NBA players uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, purchased the dilapidated hotel and spent two years and $7 million renovating it. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Huh. Unfortunately, I don't think they owned it for very long. The hotel changed ownership several times and underwent multiple refurbishments and renovations until it was closed the last time in 2014 for a complete renovation and restoration. On March 8th of 2016, the Redmont opened as a curio collection by Hilton Hotel. Mm. Not sponsored, but Hilton, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> I love the Hilton. Yes. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> so that's a little bit of the the history but let's get into the good stuff mm, yes, yes do it <laughs> i can't wait so as far as the hauntings clifford styles who died in 1975 even though he didn't die in the hotel it's believed that his spirit lives on in the redmont walking the halls moving furniture and locking guest doors uh, well this was his baby you it, know it was so it seems like his work was never done and mm -hmm. he still cares about the hotel and wants to Take care of it. Mm -hmm. Moving the furniture around. This isn't where this should go. <laughs> I don't like I'm it much there. better over here. <laughs> I just moved this last night. <laughs> Some say that they have seen the ghost of a woman dressed in white on the ninth floor. Ooh, They're always in white. They always. Are. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> um, it's believed that she died or was murdered in the hotel, mm. but there's not really any history on that or, mm -hmm. or confirmation. Sometimes she's uh, reported as being seen with a small girl thought to be her daughter or niece. Aww. Yeah. There have also been reports of a small dog wandering the halls. Oh. So we've got a ghost dog. Ghost dog. Yeah. Those, those ghost animals don't really get represented. <laughs> they don't. Wait, didn't y'all say something? Or at least it wasn't you who said something about like a ghost horse. Ghost horse. Oh, yeah. yeah that's episode right. Episode four. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. This episode, is episode four. Episode two. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> episode three. Yes. 
Episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Episode three. So a little doggy goes. A little doggy. Yeah. Uh, some say the dog belonged to the original owner who actually committed suicide by dro- jumping off the roof of the building. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I couldn't find any information on that, um, a name or anything, but mm-hmm. it was back in the 1920s, you know, 1925, mm-hmm. uh, probably late 1920s. Um, so there wasn't really a whole lot of record mm. keeping. Right. Um, you know, any record keeping that was kept could have, you know, been lost or, or burned or in right. a fire or something. Mm-hmm. You never really know. Others say that it belonged to a woman murdered in the hotel. Perhaps the same woman that haunts the ninth floor. Oh. So, mm-hmm. who's to say? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she's got everybody there. She's got a little girl, her niece, she's got her <laughs> dog. What else? Yeah. <laughs> That's all for her. <laughs> as far as I know. Can't um, have everybody there, lady. Come on. That's true. <laughs> We're trying to take up everything. <laughs> the most famous ghost, of course, is um, that of Hank Williams. Oh, Ooh. really? Yeah. So, supposedly, his full-body apparition can be seen uh, in the location of the room that he stayed the night in. What? Hat and everything? Like, (laughs) full-body apparition. Wow. That's what they say. Uh, Believe that he's been seen wearing a white button-up shirt, like a really crisp white button-up shirt Mm. and jeans with a big belt buckle, like he would have worn back then. Yeah. So... I would flip I, out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I would feel because if, I feel like if I would see a ghost, I'd be pretty scared and freaked out and want right. to run away. But if it's Hank Williams, it's like, uh, like, can you hold this pen and paper? Can, you, <laughs> can I get you an autograph? Can, can, can you take a picture with me? <laughs> Let me get a selfie real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so hoping that I would see him. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for that phone call. (laughs) (laughs) But as we talked about, of course, I stayed there two nights ago. And let me tell you, this place is absolutely gorgeous. Mm. They really did a great job with the renovations and designing it to resemble the glitz and the glamour of the 1920s. So they, you know, tried to embody that in the hotel and bring it back to its original glamour. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Hilton. (laughs) Sponsor. Sponsor us. (laughs) Even through all of the renovations over the years, quite a bit of the original features have been kept intact. From the front entrance doors, uh, the massive crystal chandelier in the lobby. I believe it stands like five to seven feet tall. Oh, wow. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The marble staircase with the original iron railings that lead to the mezzanine level, which overlook the lobby. Hmm. Two fire escape stairwells, which are used by the service staff. The windows throughout the hotel and in guest rooms are all original, mm. oh, as well wow. as an original U.S. mail chute. Huh. Which I've never seen in a hotel, but it, it's pretty yeah. awesome. So it spans from the 12th through the 3rd floor. Wow. The, there is no 13th floor, actually. Oh, really? But there's yeah. a 14th floor. There is a 14th floor. So they, they basically just named the 13th floor as the 14th, and it's the penthouse. I've heard about that. I've heard about hotels being superstitious about, like, room number 13, floor 13. How sometimes they'll just skip it. Right. Was there a room 13th? No, um, all of the rooms go from 01 to 11. So there are only 11 uh, uh, rooms uh, on each floor. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't take up a whole lot 
footprint wise, I mm-hmm. want to say probably about a quarter to a half of the block. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, but with this, you know, it goes up. Yeah. <laughs> the number if, of stories. If they knocked out rooms and like walls and stuff to expand it, I wonder if there was ever a room 13 in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I bet there were because um, it basically went from 250 guest rooms to 120. Oh, wow. So oh. they really did. Yeah. Like, expand the room size yeah even though every room had its own private bath back then the rooms were still tiny mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, so the windows even though they're original um they did originally open mm-hmm. okay. um you know back then with there's no air conditioning i'm sure they right. would have had to have oh, the breeze yeah. and the you know air coming through but they are sealed and painted shut these days yeah, you can't, you can't, uh-uh. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a libel thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I thought it was really neat. There are uh, small metal plates on the glass that ask you not to attempt to open them. Oh. Mm. Sure, with some force, you probably could. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and while the decor and furnishings are stunning, I really have to brag on the staff. Mm. They were absolutely amazing and so open to telling me stories and history and information that's awesome (laughs) so they knew why you were there (laughs) they did i made that known um (laughs) and they didn't look at me like i was crazy or you know i i fully expected you know to get pushback or you know them kind of giving me an attitude like oh one of these people looking for ghosts again you know kind of thing but they weren't. They were all super nice and helpful and understanding. Well, we are in the South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though, you know, because you, know, you never know, especially when you're like, I'm I'm here to hunt ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the whole reason I drove here. Yeah. <laughs> and they all stepped back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really went out of my comfort zone. I felt like yeah. my whole body was covered in sweat with anxiety. <laughs> I, I'm not an outgoing person at all. And so going up to complete strangers and be like, okay, look, I'm looking for ghosts and I need you to tell me stuff. <laughs> but no, they were all amazing. That's great. They yeah, really that were. is. Thank you. <laughs> So I spoke to quite a bit of them, learned a lot, but I really, really have to give a special shout out to Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. Um, Thomas. (laughs) Tom, Tom. (laughs) Tom, 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 Thomas. (laughs) Uh, He was so super nice and helpful and really had accurate historical information. Oh, that's great. Um, So like he was fully into it oh um, good you know he had done his own research as oh, well wow. and just amazing really did he want to work there because of all the history i don't know i didn't ask that <laughs> thomas email us let us know <laughs> i did give him my phone number and told him to send me a message if he yeah. you know if anything else happened or he heard anything else but um he's had quite a bit of experiences himself so oh, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over that. All right. Let's see here. Did uh, did all of the staff kind of 
have knowledge about this or did you catch anybody off guard like wait what we have ghosts <laughs> <laughs> no everyone uh that i talked to was aware of the ghost stories and everything oh. um there were a few skeptics you know who were like nah, you know i don't really believe in that i haven't seen anything but everyone i talked to was fully aware you know that there's yeah stories there cool yeah. so you weren't yeah. just telling an employee for the first time and they were like, what? <laughs> no, that would have been uh, that would have been interesting, though. Like, by the way, you have ghosts here. Watch out. <laughs> um, so a few things that Thomas has experienced. I'm going to go over these real quick. Yeah. And, and I have chill bumps already just oh, from this. Even, even, be- even before you get started, you're like, yeah. oh, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. <laughs> So in the kitchen, an ice scoop fell to the floor. He heard it fall to the floor twice within five minutes' time Oh, one night. Uh, it was close to midnight, and the kitchen had closed, and there was no one else in there. It fell two times? Fell two times. Now, the ice scoop, and I, I've seen these, they're attached. They're in a bin that's attached to the wall. Uh-huh. Okay. And typically have some type of lid or closing mechanism oh. to you know keep dust and germs and, and things out yeah so there's absolutely no way it could just fall out right mm. it is in there and secure you okay. know it's a deep bin that holds them so something mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while waiting on the elevator he heard footsteps behind him <gasps> he oh. turned around and no one was there oh of course yeah. <laughs> you were trapped in an elevator like you can't oh my goodness oh, i would no, no. freak okay. out so he was outside waiting <gasps> oh, on, okay. waiting to get into the elevator. Gotcha. But he turned around, no one was there. And so then he ran down the hall to see if, you know, someone was there and he found no one. Wow. No doors shut, like someone going into the room. Right. It was just nothing. Ugh. Once on the sixth floor, he got off the elevator and just felt this malicious presence oh. surrounding him. No. He described it as like it was just a blanket. <gasps> covering and and completely surrounding him oh i have chill bumps now Mm. (laughs) uh he did say that it's only happened to him once and typically he feels peace on the sixth floor Hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was just this one time oh wow yeah he and a co-worker another night were closing down the bar that's on the ground floor it was just the two of them and they heard this was around christmas time last year he heard ornaments fall off the Christmas tree and kind of roll, you know, on the ground, which oh. was about 15 to 20 feet away from where they were standing. Okay. Of course, no one else was around. And then, so he went to go investigate and found that the lights, it's uh, one of those pre-lit trees. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the lights on that one branch where the ornaments fell from were out. <gasps> mm-hmm. Ooh, that's yeah. strange. <laughs> coincidence maybe i don't know anybody who has a pre-lit tree knows that not just one branch goes out the whole side goes out right (laughs) interesting it is in the server's hall he has felt someone or something grab his elbow oh Oh, no no they're Um, touching him yeah oh thomas Um, he's felt, um, like someone touch his shoulder or his back, kind of like if you're in a tight space and you're just kind of like brushing up against someone or kind of put your hand out to, you know, let them know that you're there and not to back up into you. Oh. So it wasn't like a grab or anything, but just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then most nights, he says. Most nights. He hears his name in (gasps) some way, shape, or form. 
sometimes it's whispering like in his ear sometimes oh. he like can hear it in the, the distance uh-huh. but this is like a an ongoing thing oh, oh. my goodness yeah Thomas. stop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when I was talking to him, it was just, it was amazing. I kind of just wanted to, like, back off and, (laughs) like, maybe I don't want to be here. (laughs) I'm ready to go home now. Uh, Thomas, will you walk around the hotel with me? (laughs) But no, I mean, he was super, super nice. Oh, that's great. And really, yeah. Some other reports of happenings uh, from other staff and reports that the guests have told the staff. Elevators stopping on random floors where buttons weren't pressed for that floor and mm. no one was waiting to get on. No. Yeah. Elevators creep me out. I'm going to mm. tell you. I, I don't know if it's because I'm claustrophobic, but they creep me out. Yeah. These elevators, they're obviously not... I, I don't know that they had elevators back in 1925 when they originally built the hotel. I bet uh, they did. Yeah. Because um, remember... On the Titanic, they had elevators. Ooh. Oh, that's right. So you had like the elevator operator yeah. and stuff. You yeah. had somebody so I bet stopping they had the floors like for you. Yeah, an operator. Um, I don't think these were the original elevators, but they right. are old. They yeah. are creepy. It was really creepy walking the halls and just hearing the elevators abruptly stop, uh-huh. and oh. the doors would just like slam open oh, almost what? at times. It was. Yeah. This they, is, you saw this? This, yeah, this was me what? seeing this. But, oh. <laughs> You should see her face right now. Yeah. <laughs> the service elevator doors opening and closing on its own are also said to happen, and loud noises can be heard coming from the elevator shaft. Loud noises! Which I heard as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just made me think of Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> Loud noise is coming from where? From the service elevator. Okay. Um, now, in the hotel, you've got two main elevators for the guests. Yeah. And over to the side, um, on a different wall, you've got the service elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the service elevator, it, it would, you would be standing waiting for the regular elevators, and you could just hear, like, these loud, it sounded like banging noises coming from the service elevator. Oh. It was really creepy. Mm-hmm. The TVs on the rooftop bar, I don't know if I covered, mentioned that or not, but they're the penthouse, what was originally the penthouse, is now a rooftop bar, appropriately named The Roof, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> there you go. Um, but the Catch TVs you. that are on the, um, the rooftop bar are said to turn back on after they are turned off for the night. Oh. Which, if you listen to the last episode, it... You have had that experience before. Yes. <laughs> it happens. It does. So, whether, you know, it's somewhat a ghost that still wants to watch TV, huh. they're not happy that you turn the TV off, or, mm. you know, a mechanical, technical failure. I don't know, but I had, I did have several of the employees tell me that that was a, a reoccurring thing there. Mm. One of the bartenders told me that there's a putrid smell and an overwhelming desire to jump <gasps> from the area of the roof that the original owner jumped oh, to his death. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So right after he told me that, I I was like, well, I'm going to go check it out. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I walked out 
you know, at the rooftop bar, you've got the inside and then you walk out the doors and you can see this beautiful, you know, view overlooking the city. Um, it's this terrace and over in this one corner, they kind of have it, you can get to the railing, but they kind of have it blocked off with some big, huge planters. Yeah. But I went over there. I didn't have any kind of desire to jump, thankfully. Good. <laughs> 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 Wouldn't have done that anyway. And I didn't smell anything then, but there was like a a really nice breeze going yeah so you know you wouldn't have been able to smell anything anyway also a lot of the the staff and the guests have reported doors opening and closing on their own and water in the guests bathrooms in the guest rooms bathrooms turning on by itself oh Oh. that would creep me out yeah Yeah. like if i was in my room and my water turned on yeah bathroom by itself yeah i'd be like what who who's there Uh (laughs) now are these rooms are are, do they have like a, a um a key card or do you have an actual key it's one of those uh electronic ones where you just kind of swipe your card in front of it okay gotcha like you a don't magnetic. insert it into anything yeah, you, you just okay. hold your card in front of it right gotcha. and a lot of the hilton properties from my understanding are going to that because you can also use your bluetooth on your phone to open mm. your door oh it's like um yeah electronic or they call it a digital key mm-hmm. those are the stories and the information that i got from the guests mm-hmm. okay now I want to tell you about what happened to me. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> Robin and I are cringing. <laughs> because apparently I can't go anywhere without something happening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, this is so intense. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so right after I checked in and talked to the very nice lady at the front desk uh, for a bit, course i explained to her what i was there for you know she gave me a lot of information we were talking i went and got on the elevator to head to my room to the ninth floor uh, which was room 903 okay just for in case anyone's listening to this in the future and you want to you know <laughs> Go pick back your room, room <laughs> Wait, the ninth floor that was the floor that you said the woman in white was right it is yeah <gasps> okay so <laughs> on the way up the elevator stopped at the mezzanine level Wait, on its own? On its own, and no no. one was there to get on. (sighs) Now, mind you, this is before anyone had told me that this is an ongoing thing that happens. You know, I I didn't really think anything of it at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an elevator. You know, it can malfunction or, you know, open on doors. Or I'm thinking maybe someone pressed the elevator button and then decided they didn't want to wait on it and took the stairs instead. Button and ditch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which know still is a possibility so when i got into the room um decided to take a few pictures of the room you know show how nice it was sent mm-hmm. to you guys right mm-hmm. and the third photo i took was one of the closet area and the photo came out distorted mm. which the two of you know this yes mm-hmm. yeah yes because i sent it to you in facebook messenger <laughs> this was like the only thing that she told us about and it was like what she's like i just got here Look. yeah and <laughs> like Look literally what yeah <laughs> and what was so weird about it is that the photo is distorted on my phone it didn't look like that as soon as i took it but when i went back to go send it it looked distorted and then when I sent it through the messenger, it distorted even further. Yeah. So it like corrupted it completely different. Now, I've had, it's a Samsung Galaxy S8, just for reference. Um, so pretty new. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've had this phone for maybe six months. Mm-hmm. And it's never done anything like this before. None of the photos I've ever taken have done this. 
yeah, do, like I'm trying to figure out how we can describe distorted. I'm sure we'll upload it, but yeah, we'll if you're just photo. listening to it, it's like it, it was almost like half of the photo just looked electronically messed up. Yeah, like, yeah, it was like yellow mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So on my phone, what I was seeing before I, you know, as I was sending it to you guys, like on the left, like we're talking left side of the photo had like this yellow, hazy Mm -hmm. hue to it. That's what you guys saw? Well, it was more of like a box. Like, like it was a straight line. Going up and down. Yeah. And then like half the photo was okay. Half the photo was yellow. Okay. So get this. That's what I saw mm-hmm. okay. on the original photo. When I sent it to you guys, it looked completely different. It looked like the top half of the photo was that. Okay. But then the bottom half of the fo- photo was black with, like, some green lines going through really? it. Yeah. I'm going back. And so now I, we're just figuring to, this now out. Now we're all around. pulling out our phones. <laughs> we're like, well, let me go back. Yeah. It's Pause. like almost like two-thirds of... The photo on mine, it looks like there's just this box, mm-hmm. almost like a digital box on it that's yellow. Okay, so... And then there's like a little band at the top that looks like... Yeah, there's like a little bitty band at the top that looks like the bottom half of the photo has now been transferred up to the top of the photo. Do yeah. you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and so this is what it looks like in my messenger after I sent it to okay. you. <gasps> oh what? my goodness! Oh my gosh, y'all! If you could see this, <laughs> we are uploading both of these photos. We will Give upload me that both. Phone. Give it to me. I don't we even want to look at that world. Oh my goodness! No way, y'all. Lisa's no like in way. tears over I here. Am. I'm flipping out. What is this? Oh my goodness, we are totally uploading this. We'll upload and hope that it all transfers over. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it yet. Robin's like trying to show Lisa the two pictures side by side. She doesn't want to see it. And it's mesmerizing to look at the difference between the two of them. It's not subtle. It is not subtle. Y'all will see it. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's crazy that it would be like that in your phone, but it would come across like this in ours. That's messed up. It is. That's so messed up. But, okay, and so now, get this. It looked like that when I tapped on the the photo. Yeah. Looking at the photo regularly in Messenger looks perfectly fine. (gasps) What? Oh, my gosh. But it did not look like that two nights ago when I sent it to you. Yeah, because that's the Messenger thread that we were talking through. Yeah. Right. That's not how it shows up in mine. Uh Uh-uh. That is the craziest thing. Oh, my gosh. It is. We're we're screenshotting. Yeah, we're screenshotting all of this. (laughs) And that's crazy crazy that is crazy yeah oh my god so again nothing like this has ever happened with this phone i've never had any issues with it taking pictures or anything like that so after i got settled into my room i decided i'd spend a couple of hours exploring the hotel talking to the staff you know this is when i found out a lot of the information of course i went to the top and talked to alex the bartender who was telling me about the putrid smell and the overwhelming desire to jump from the corner of the roof like i said Mm. I went and walked over there again. Still didn't smell anything. Um, (laughs) Was anybody else out there? (laughs) Just walking around just... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Too funny. It's funny. Thanks for lightening the mood a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so, you know, I just went, you know, exploring, um, not really doing a whole lot of investigating other than just, you know, wanting to find out more information. Mm-hmm. After that, I decided to go get some dinner from the restaurant that's in-house. I when I was talking to Thomas and then uh, went back to my room to eat uh, and work on some notes. During this time, uh, the three of us had a FaceTime session. Yes. Technology. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, I'm going to throw this over to you. You want to tell the listeners what you saw? Because I didn't, I, the two yeah. of us didn't yeah. see it. We didn't see yeah. it. During the FaceTime. Okay. So, I can't even remember how long we were on FaceTime. It seems it seems like a it while. was over an hour. It, yeah, it right. was like an hour and a half. Yeah, we were on At least. Yeah. yeah. So, we're just talking. Talking about what it was like. How our drive was down there. And at one point, this was... Seems like it was already over 30 minutes into it probably closer to an hour into it when i just saw this orb like type of light go from the middle of one of the beds like the headboards and kind of like go into nikki's shoulder like slightly in front of it but it stopped when it was like right in front of her shoulder <laughs> so and I, I've evidently I was the only one who saw it and there's no way to replay it and capture it or anything, but I, I just remember it clear as day. And I, I don't know, it, it's hard to, hard to describe, but it just, it started abruptly and it ended abruptly. It was just like a real quick, just boo dash right across. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. And I didn't see it either, but I, I remember the two of Lisa and I looking at you because you just had like this look on your face, like yeah, I was like, what, what was I know. that? And I, we were like, what's wrong? Like, yeah. Robin was wrong. And then you tell us what you saw. I know. I was like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I was like, let me gather my thoughts here. Let me think in my head. Let me try to debunk. And it didn't happen any any other time. There was no reflection or anything. It wasn't dust. It was just like a, just like a, almost like shooting star-ish going from that corner of the bed across to your shoulder. I bumped my microphone. <laughs> but anyways, that that was the only thing that I saw. Because I was pretty intent to look in the background and see, you know, if I saw anything at all. And I didn't expect that I would see anything. But, yeah. yeah. So that happened. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Didn't uh, want to freak Nikki out too bad. That Lisa was all over there like, Robin, don't tell Nikki that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean honestly it really didn't freak me out but you know of course you two say i'm the fearless one i know so. you are mm-hmm. that's why you went and mm-hmm. we were like no <laughs> <laughs> after that sometime after midnight i went back down to the lobby uh, to talk to um the night auditors who were now on shift you know to see if they had heard anything had any experiences you know, I'm thinking they're there in the middle of the night. Yeah. Surely something would right. happen. These would be the people. Right. <laughs> Neither of them said that they had had any experiences or anything that really. Okay. Um, one of them seemed really skeptical, like he didn't believe any in ghosts or anything. You know, so fine. You know, whatever. In denial. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you're stuck there all night until probably six or seven o'clock in the morning, you're probably like, no, no, it's just me. (laughs) But the other guy got immediately nervous and changed the subject. Oh, Oh, really? Wouldn't say anything. He's just like, "Mm, no. And started talking about like guests and like just random, you know. You need any towels? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. So, you know, immediately I'm thinking red flag in my head. Like this, something has happened and Mm. he doesn't want to talk about it. Right. I don't know though, because he never, he wouldn't tell me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, I just kind of walked around the common areas, took a bunch of photos, and then I decided that I would go floor to floor. With this being after midnight, you know, we're like between 12 and 4, you're, you know, it's kind of the witching hour. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to go floor to floor with this EMF meter that I had got for this trip specifically. Yeah. (laughs) That was one of the things she showed us on our little FaceTime, her handy dandy little... (laughs) You know, just to see if I got a hit on anything. So I started from the ground up, and here's a, a timeline mm. of um, okay what I found or what happened. At 1.10 a.m., uh, I got an EMF spike on the sixth floor mm-hmm. with absolutely no explanation. It was in, I was holding it in the very middle of the hallway, mm-hmm. you know, halfway from the ceiling to the floor. It wasn't around anything electronic, which mm-hmm. we know can, you know, hinder or affect it. It's important to note before this, I I did like a control, mm-hmm. you know, even with the two of you on FaceTime in my room, you know, I took it around the laptop, the TV, mm-hmm. um, the middle of the room, you know, and it only reacted when I got close to electronics. Right. Not just close, but like right on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, she had to be like t- almost touching it to the electronics yeah. for it to go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this happened and it was in the middle, you know, wasn't close to the walls or anything. Wow. I actually moved it closer to the walls, closer, I'm getting chills now, (laughs) (laughs) closer to the floor and the ceiling. And when I would get away from that center of the hallway, it, you know, the meter would go down. The the needle on the meter went down. So it was like spiking right there in the center, like with nothing else around. Mm-hmm. And this is the floor where Thomas had said that he felt the <gasps> malicious spirit. That's right. I bet that made you feel real good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes later at 1.13, I was still on the sixth floor when I heard the elevator door uh, open down the hall. Mm. And the guy who I had just been talking to at the front desk, mm-hmm. the one who I said, like, just change the subject right. automatically, yeah. got off the elevator and I heard... I didn't realize it was him at the at first when this happened, but I heard him say clearly, oh my God, that scared me. What? <laughs> and so I'm like looking around because I was kind of around the corner. Yeah. I'm looking around and he comes out and I'm like, what scared you? And I'm looking at him. He's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he goes, oh, it was nothing. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm thinking, you know, he has seen something that he doesn't want to talk about. Right. Yeah. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't tell me anything. He was just adamant about it was nothing. Like, why do you say, oh, my God, that scares me? Yeah. <laughs> or scared me, you know, out loud. And then it, he didn't know I was there. Yeah. He knew that I was, what I was doing, because I told him ahead of time that I was going to, you know, right. go explore. But, and he was cool about it, but he would not. Hmm. Just nothing. 
And then right after that, he quickly left and went down the stairs. Down so the he stairs. Took he the didn't st- even go the elevator yeah. way. So he took the stairs down, not the elevator. Mm. Yeah. What? On the sixth floor, too. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you, you, hmm. you need to email us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was on the sixth floor. I continued on uh, my journey and I would take the elevator up, you know, each mm-hmm. floor. Uh, at 120, I got off the elevator on the ninth floor and I immediately smelled a cat urine <gasps> smell. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. I went down the hall, you know, with the EMF meter checking and I didn't get anything on that on the mm-hmm. ninth floor. But maybe two minutes later when I went back, the smell was completely gone. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> wow. On the 12th floor at 134, I got another EMF hit or spike. Again, this was in the middle of the hallway, mm-hmm. not near anything, you know, the walls or anything. Mm. Um, uh, on a couple of floors, I did get like an EMF spike in a certain part of the hall because it was right outside of um, like the maintenance room. So mm. I'm sure there are, you know, electronics and things in there. But on these that I'm, you know, specifically talking about, it wasn't anything near that. You know, I, I went closer to the walls, you know, trying to get it right to debunk it. And there was nothing, you wow. know, to debunk. It was just there. Yeah. At 150, I went back to the rooftop uh, in that same corner mm-hmm. and there was an odor that I smelled. Really? Ooh. Um, it smelled kind of like a, a fermented alcohol smell. Oh, <sighs> yeah. So okay. with it being a bar, I can kind of see, you know, if, if people have, you know, spilled alcohol or something, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah. it was very overwhelming. Like, you could not deny it mm-hmm. Well, all. I would think even if you spilled something, it would it would evaporate, evaporate pretty yeah, quick, right. I think. So. Of course, there was no breeze or anything to take it away at that time. But that's, there was a definite, like, putrid, fermented alcohol <gasps> mm. smell. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, thankfully, did not have any desire to jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We told Nikki, we were like, you better call us in the morning. Yeah. So you make sure you're okay. <laughs> At 2.04, I got off the elevator and on the seventh floor and turned the corner and down the hall in room 709, I saw a, a, a small circular light <gasps> underneath the door. Okay. Now, these, I'm not sure they still may be the original doors, but... There's at least like a half inch gap underneath, you know, at the doors from okay. the bottom okay. of the door to the floor. So you can, you know, it's not soundproof or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but there was just this circular light shining underneath and mm. it could have been a kid playing with a flashlight maybe. At 2 a.m. Like, in the morning? It's the only thing I can think, you know, that it would have been otherwise. But it it only lasted for maybe a half a second and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kind of sounds like what was going on in your room with your shoulder. Don't say that. <laughs> it wasn't on her shoulder. <laughs> At 2.09 on the seventh floor, because I, I went through, you know, I was taking pictures yeah. as well with the EMF reader. I got another distorted photo. Oh, no. the photos, That guys. looked exactly like the first one that I sent you guys with really? that hazy yellow filter yeah. on the side, on the left side of the photo. 
going to have to do some Googling or something. Or, or if, if any of our techie, you know, digital people are out there and they kind of know what, what causes that. Yeah. What, what in the world would make that happen? A ghost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Silly That's me. It. No other explanation. It's a ghost. <laughs> and then on most floors, there I could tell a drastic temperature change. Huh. From within a few feet. Like I would be in one, you know, one part of the hallway and I'd walk maybe five or six feet down the hall and you could tell there was a drastic temperature change of at least probably four or five degrees hotter or colder. Mm. I don't Mm, like mm, that. mm. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. (laughs) I mean, um, (laughs) that's all you got? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah. So while I didn't see any, you know, apparitions or ghostly figures, I can tell you without a doubt, I fully believe that there are spirits in this hotel. Wow. Did and you did you play Hank Williams music? I did. I completely forgot that. So Alex, the bartender, was telling me, he goes, just go to the third floor and play Hank Williams music. And I did like three times. Uh-huh. I, you know, I try not to keep it you know too loud because it was in the middle of the night and it is a hotel yeah <laughs> it is a hotel and with the gaps underneath the doors it's not very soundproof unfortunately that would probably be my only critique about the hotel sorry redmont <laughs> <laughs> but i did nothing ever happened on the third floor i never got any emf spikes i bet the people that were staying on the third floor were like <gasps> Do you guys hear it? Maybe they were. Williams music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could hear snoring, you know, people snoring (laughs) through the the doors and all. But um, yeah, I never got anything, um, which I was kind of disappointed. No selfie with Hank Williams. I know. There was one thing I was hoping for. It was that I would see Hank Williams. (laughs) My grandmother was a huge fan. And I, (laughs) this is funny, but I even walked the hall saying, Mr. Williams, you know, kind of calling for him, right? (laughs) Tell him, like, my grandmother just loved you and all these songs and, you know, everything. But nothing. (laughs) Oh, well. Give me a sign. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. That, oh, man, those pictures, that's messed me up now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I did not realize that the pictures that you two received looked like the the picture that I sent right but then after I sent it it changed on my phone right that is just wild yeah we will have to talk to some tech friends for sure and figure out what would cause that to happen Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. or if you're a tech person yourself and you see the photos online let us know (laughs) there there are three different versions of this photo of one photo yeah yeah so I'm baffled Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. you creeped me out right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> I want to do this, though. We, we got to come up with a, a time, maybe an anniversary episode or something where we all go out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I really had a, a fun time with this sure. one. Even though it creeped me out, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, and doing an on-site research. That's mm-hmm. like... You know, we're not professional ghost hunters or nothing nah. like that. We just Obviously. love the story. <laughs> yeah. We just love the stories and love you know, hearing about them. So I don't know where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) This this was, to me, it was so much fun though. I, I was so excited and even more so excited to tell you all. Mm -hmm. I know. know, After all of this experience, you know. Yeah. She messaged us. She's like, I'm alive. 
Yeah, the next day. <laughs> and I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one, though. Oh, that, that was good. Man, that is crazy. Oh. And the fact that you saw that, you know, while we were talking to her yeah. on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't crazy. realize at the time that you saw it go into my shoulder, though. That's, yeah, that's I thought creeping me out. Clear. No, yeah. you didn't. I didn't. I think I, I, think I, I, think I was stopping you. <laughs> yeah, really, though. Yeah, Lisa was, was saying, don't tell her that, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> She's there in the room. Don't tell her. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't see it, Nikki. Honestly, I did not see it. If I would have, I would have told you. Mm. So... Well, um, Robin, uh, I think you have the, um, our C-rated haunt. I do. I do. And it is around the Birmingham area, technically not in Birmingham. I, I really did not want to go with Sloss Furnace. You know, it's, it's one of the most known haunted places. So, you know, maybe one day we'll do Sloss, but kind of the point of the C-rated stuff is you pick something that people might not be too familiar with. Right, right. So um, it is in Homewood, Alabama, which is just right outside of Birmingham. Like Nikki said, it's kind of like a borough of Birmingham. Right. And it is of the Homewood Library. Mm. We haven't done a library. We haven't. (laughs) I am interested. I know. So in the late 40s, early 50s, the city bought lots and they were, you know, planning to do some stuff for the, the city with it. And so they decided that one of these lots was going to be for a library to be built there. And that library opened in 1952. Well, in the late 70s, the city decided that it wanted to expand, but there wasn't any, I guess, room right there. So they decided to pick a different location, which was a, uh, a building that was used for Homewood Church of Christ, which was a few blocks down. And the church was empty, and I guess maybe it had been sitting there for a minute. So in 1982, they decided to pick this Homewood Church of Christ, and they remodeled it, and it was opened in 1987. So they didn't wait too long before they renovated it. Um, I guess it was about nine years later in 1996, they closed it, and they had a grand reopening that took two years and it was 1998 when they reopened it. And now it's um, pretty much how it has been ever since then. So this location used to be on land that was the site of like a farmhouse. Okay. And in the 1960s, the house was torn down to make this Church of Christ. So in 1984, uh, the church became the present day library that we were talking about. And after an extensive remodel, that's when the hauntings actually started to happen. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. So when you're in like the adult section of the library, because they've done some remodeling and stuff, you're in the old sanctuary of of where the church was. So, so yeah, almost as soon as, as it became a library is when these hauntings started happening. And I have no fear, though. It seems like it always happens kind of like after hours stuff. Uh, so. <laughs> so you're good to go to the library. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let that, you know, hold you. Yeah. <laughs> but the legend has it that the former church was actually built on some sacred ground to uh, the natives of oh, the region. Yeah. That would, uh, that would explain it. Yeah, that would, that would do it. Some things that would happen when the construction started happening for the renovations the construction workers themselves that were working on the library would have experiences yeah yeah things like the sprinkler system after hours 
uh, would, I guess, malfunction or something. I don't know if they would actually turn on, but there was uh, a note about the sprinkler systems themselves. And the workers were so frightened that they fled and they called the police. <gasps> wow. Wow. So it was sub- something substantial. Something substantial. Yeah. And there were also times where they said that their equipment, they would actually see it moving and floating. Uh, no. And yes. floating? No. Yes. What? Yeah. Um, Not just like, boop, fall down, hit the ground, but we're talking about floating things. Uh, like levitating mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So some other things that happens at the library are things like doors opening and closing. Sometimes places that have been unlocked, they are found to be locked and you'll get locked in places. (gasps) Oh, Mm -hmm. no, I don't like that. No. (laughs) Books and DVDs will fly off of the shelf. And these kind of things are called on security footage, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yes. And actually, remember, like, the big snow that happened a few years ago back in 2014? And, like, Birmingham was essentially shut down. Right. I remember that. that. Yeah. A librarian was stuck overnight. Oh, no. And she was awakened by the sound of a woman laughing hysterically. (gasps) What? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. That poor librarian. (laughs) Yeah. Already having a bad day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you you thought that, you know, being locked inside of the library when it's all blizzardy and snowy outside was bad enough. Now you're stuck with all your spirits. <laughs> no one is really sure who the spirits of the Homewood Library are, but there's a consensus on one point. And there's been two separate occasions where people have come in and they've done kind of like a little investigation. And both separate investigators came to the conclusion that there are nine spirits oh nine which so it's an odd number right Right. but i wonder how they came to that conclusion i i don't know i don't know yeah i don't have that (laughs) things like electrical cords dancing in the air what yeah yeah it's it's crazy there um laughter when no one's around several employees have reported experienced paranormal activity and they say that um, a foreman approached a library director saying that his equipment was not working. And the very first day, uh, he came into her office when they were starting working, and he was like, what did y'all do? Build this on an Indian burial ground? (laughs) Joking about it. (laughs) Um, They also... Uh, would see their tools that were laying uh, like on a flat floor, floor just start to roll across the floor. Oh. Beams float above the ground. What? Yeah. Wait. Beams just floating? Beams. Beams float above the ground. Oh, wow. Wow. I guess like wood beams and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. just the craziest thing. <laughs> so when you have this kind of stuff, it's kind of taking notice by by like paranormal groups and stuff right. people want to want to come in there and do some research and one of yeah. these is scare it's a group that kind of like a local group s-c-a-r-e and they have actually done overnights oh in the library yeah it, it, as soon as like this this past couple of months they did oh. one where like they sold tickets and stuff and really? they got people to come yeah and one of the things that they did was a mock sermon. So, like, they would play uh, hymn music and, you know, because it was previously the Church of Christ. Right. And then they would stop it to see if there was any kind of response. Well, they did get audible voices 
on there. Oh. Um, like one saying like amen, things like that. And several of them heard a woman's scream <gasps> that could not be explained. And there is a YouTube video. I know you love the YouTube videos, I do Lisa. love the YouTube videos. I watched it. I watched it. And they've got all the lights out and everybody's gathered around and they're playing some music and stuff. And, you know, people are kind of talking in the background. And then you hear off in the distance a blood curdling <gasps> scream. So oh you can hear it on the God. video? You can hear it on oh the video. And they stop the music. They're like, uh, did y'all just hear that? <laughs> But yeah, Ooh. they they do. They've got a couple of videos out there of this event that they did, and they also had EMF detectors. They had the um, the voice box, mm-hmm. you know, where it just kind of like spits out random words and stuff. And mm-hmm. they they got stuff on everything. Oh so wow! So you really need to check out the YouTube videos of Scare. Um, spirit communications and research and they did a good job oh i can't wait to see it don't watch it at nighttime (laughs) (laughs) you know i love my youtube videos i know you do i know you do but yeah so this this library it it is evidently very haunted more than just stuff you know bumps in the night right kind of creaking noises and stuff but things moving levitating and woo. yeah it's it's (laughs) it's the beams and the tools that are like levitating and, and hovering in the air that get me like mm-hmm. i i'd freak out if i saw that i know i i i i don't know i like to think <laughs> that construction workers and foremen and stuff are not easily scared people right and if they get so freaked out that they flee and call the police then yeah. that's crazy oh yeah i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> So that's my honorable hunt, short and sweet. You know, that was good so like it dancing, was. like dancing electrical cords. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I love how the guy was just like, "What is this built on an Indian burial know, ground or something?" Like, yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Actually, <laughs> legend says. Um, yeah. Have you seen the poltergeist? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. One. It was good. I would give it. A C plus. Ooh. <laughs> a C plus for our, our C rated haunt. <laughs> so Lisa, you got our, our friend's story. I do. And she's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We go way back, way back to the beginning. Oh, wait, it's your mom, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> way back to 1986. <laughs> um Yes, this comes from my mom. She has been listening to the podcast and has been loving it. Great. (laughs) So it got her thinking about stuff that has happened to her. And she told me a real interesting story. She worked back at the uh, Somerville Courthouse in Mm -hmm. Somerville, Alabama. It it wasn't a courthouse when she was working there, but that's where uh, 911 dispatch was. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. That's where they were stationed there at the time, but it was a you know, a building. <laughs> it was an old courthouse. It's changed, um, you know, several times, right? I believe, like, it, now it's even, it's no longer a courthouse? Or no, am I it's, wrong? it's, well, I think, actually, you know what? I think every once in a while, like, there is a judge that comes in and they, like, do, like, little things, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, I mean, maybe not. It is a small town, so yeah. it's not like they probably don't have a lot of crime or anything. Mom, they need post a message on Facebook about that. <laughs> So anyway, so she worked there. This was probably, you know, late 90s. And you were just a baby. Yeah. And I remember going up there with her. You know, every once in a while I'd have to go to work with her. Mm-hmm. You know, school was out or something like that. Because there was plenty of room. Like, it's, it's a two-story building. So, and they were 
upstairs. The second floor, when you, you walk up these creepy, creaky stairs mm-hmm. to get to the second floor of the building, and you walk in, there's like a desk where, you know, somebody that kind of just answers the phone, mm-hmm. sits, and then off to the left, there's like, I think there's another office or something back there in the bathrooms and things like that. And then you walk into where my mom worked, and there was like a break room type mm-hmm. area, and then where she worked in this tiny little room that was probably, you know, a 10 by 12 or something it was really I remember it being really small even as a child yeah so she was telling me um when she started working there that they would hear footsteps going up the stairs and they have Mm -hmm. security cameras all over that place you know Mm -hmm. and um she you would hear footsteps coming up the stairs creaking up the stairs because yeah every step you took it was a creak (laughs) wow and, of course, they'd look at the security camera, and mm-hmm. no one's coming up the stairs. Ooh. Um, she said even one time she was sitting there, like, waiting for somebody to come around to the corner, and she just kept waiting and waiting, and finally she got up, and no one was up there on the second floor. Hmm. And uh, doors opening and closing, and just hearing strange noises happening. And my mom said that when she started working there, that everybody's like, oh, well, that's just Gus, the ghost, you know. It's just Gus. Oh, naming the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, it just kept a, an ongoing thing. Anytime they heard a strange noise, a door shutting by itself. Oh, it's just Gus. So after some research that my mother did, she let me know that there there was actually a person named Gus that was hung right there at the courthouse. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, wow. So I looked at everything she showed me, and in 1887. Gus Edmondson was hung there at the Somerville Courthouse. Oh. And they just happened to pick the name Gus? Um, I'm not or sure do you think if, they knew if that... somebody who worked there previously kind of knew the story about yeah. Gus already. She didn't really know that either. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking Gus is not like a very common name. Yeah. It's not, you know. She, she said there were a lot of people, like I said, when she started working there that, that had told her about yeah. it. So I'm sure maybe somebody knew some of the back history. Okay. And, Probably. Um, and they just assumed that it was him. Mm-hmm. So do y'all want to know why old Gus was hung oh, there at the courthouse? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. What could it be? Okay. So, it turns out, Gus was married and had a child living there in Somerville, mm-hmm. and he was tired of his wife and, and basically wanted to get rid of her. And mm. at the time, there was a young woman living with him who was about 16 to 17 years old who, uh, you know, kind of messing around with. Mm-hmm. It, the newspaper article doesn't come out and say that, but that's what it insinuates. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, they decide to collude together and they're going to off his wife oh no the first report i found that was in a newspaper states that miss edmondson took her daughter fishing and went down by the creek to get a drink of water from the creek Mm -hmm. and a large moccasin snake bit her on the artery of the neck oh what and that she had to pull it loose and her husband was a mile and a half away from home and by the time he reached his wife she was already lying there dead this was the first newspaper report okay okay that was on may 20th 1887 okay her poor daughter uh, June 3rd, 1887. This was the second newspaper report about the same story. So one month later, yes. essentially. Okay. Actually, it starts out about two weeks ago. So mm. it was two weeks after the first. Mm. Oh. So the second news report is this. Miss Gus Edmondson of Somerville was found dead near a little creek where she was reported to have gone fishing. Notwithstanding, diligent efforts have been made to assert the cause of her death. 
The whole affair has been wrapped up in a mystery until last Monday, mm-hmm. while Nancy Clemens, a woman of doubtful character who is now in jail at the Somerville Courthouse, sent for some of the leading men of the town and asked them to listen to her story. Oh, okay. Well, that they were... Refer to her as a doubtful character. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm just reading the newspaper article. Yeah. I found yeah. it very interesting. I bet that was a big slam back then. <laughs> yeah, I know. 1880s. Uh, she stated that she had gone with Mr. Edmondson to live with them and finding her conduct was not endorsed by Miss Edmondson. Mm. She agreed with Mr. Edmondson to take the life of Miss Ed- Mrs. Edmondson and thus get her out of the way. Mm. The fatal hour was set and while the innocent woman slept, unconscious of the plan concocted, she was seized by Mr. Edmondson and held firm on the bed with her head extended while Nancy caught the head and continued to twist it until her neck broke. <gasps> A snake can't do that. What? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So they played it off as if a snake basically strangled her. Yeah, they took her down her to neck? the creek and dropped her body and said that she went out fishing with the with the daughter and uh they broke her neck and took her down there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How? Oh. Wow. Yeah. Moccasin snakes are poisonous though. You you're not going to get away with that if there's no snake bite. Well, this was the 1880s. Mm-hmm. You know. Still. <laughs> they didn't really have toxology reports back then, you know. So yeah, but I'm if, if the hut seen like a snake bite on well, her, well, you know, maybe they poked maybe some they... holes on her or something. Oh, I don't know, gosh, you know. True. Uh, they, it doesn't tell me that information, but. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Edmondson was arrested, but while on the way to the jail, he made an escape, um, but was later captured. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, I, you know, and my mom had no clue of the story until recently when she was doing the research, and she could not believe that there was actually somebody there named Gus that was hung right there at the courthouse. Oh, my goodness. For murdering his wife. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, technically, he just held her down. Well, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but Yeah. So his mistress um, was just left in jail, basically? Yeah, she served time, but I believe she eventually got out. I couldn't really find a whole lot on her, but she wasn't hanging or anything. And back then, they didn't really hang women. Mm, So Maybe because she came forward. Yeah, well, and she was really young, too. They said she was like 16 or 17 years old. So, you know, you got somebody who's a lot older kind of telling you what to do Mm -hmm. and and all that. So I think they said that uh, Gus was 30. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, I found that interesting. Wow. But he hangs out there at the Somerville Courthouse if you want to go see him. Wow. <laughs> I've been in the Somerville Courthouse. Yes. Um, didn't see anything no. or hear anything. But. but you know, it's funny after my mom was telling me about it and I was trying to think back, going back to the vault, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> mm-hmm. back when I was a kid, when I'd go up there with her. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember one time them saying, did you guys hear that? And they were all looking at the stare camera yeah. you know yeah but that was a long time ago i could be making that up wow <laughs> so wow. yeah just got thought, tired of his wife yeah let's twist her head off yeah well not all but <laughs> that's i mean golly you know and you have a daughter and oh. you know yeah it's awful that but, is awful but yeah that's my my friend's story my mom's story Gus. <laughs> <laughs> wow well we had some good ones we did mm-hmm it, was, it wasn't sad like our oh, Mississippi depressing. Delta episode. <laughs> it was very interesting, though. Nikki, golly, I don't even know right now what to do with you. <laughs> I, I don't know why or how I seem to be able to experience these things. You but... do. Well, you know, they say uh, 
more people, certain people are more open yeah. to that. Yeah, you know. yeah, and it, and it may go back to like I talked about in our intro episode. You know, I've had a lot of these experiences tr- starting from childhood, right? So mm-hmm. maybe I'm just more open and in tune to it. Maybe it's because you're a redhead. They always say that those are more mystical and magical. Maybe. <laughs> oh, wait, aren't you aren't you like a blue eyed redhead too? Aren't you yeah. like a unicorn? Ooh. <laughs> like in the redhead community. <laughs> so even more magical. <laughs> Maybe. She's single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> well, all I know is we will upload these photos yes. and I'm getting it off my phone. I don't want it there. I'm deleting <laughs> it as well. It will no longer be anywhere. You can't delete it till we put it up. And if, <sighs> if it shows back up on my phone, I wonder what would happen if away. we like, send it back to Nikki. I wonder if it would change again. You guys want to do it real quick? Yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Looks like it shows up the same on my phone. It does. So it looks like it looks like it shows up, or it shows up the same as what it looked yeah. like when I sent it to you guys. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. I don't understand why it shows completely different on mine in two different places, in three different in, places. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, so one thing I want to mention did forget to mention um, this earlier, but we talked about was it this morning? What's today? Sunday? No, it was yesterday morning. <laughs> you had a long weekend. Yeah, it was yesterday with me staying up. My days are all running together because I've been staying up all night and sleeping all day. You know, I told you guys that I got this mysterious phone call. <gasps> yeah. So it, I have a smartwatch and it typically shows up with the phone number or if I have that number saved in my phone, it'll show me the name of who's calling. Mm-hmm. Um, below the number of the name, it um, gives me uh, the option to either accept or decline the call from my smartwatch. Mm-hmm. And and this is a Garmin, some kind of HR Vivo active or something or other. When, like I was telling you guys, my phone vibrated like I was getting a call. Mm-hmm. And nothing showed up on my phone at mm-hmm. all. Um, and then it just popped up on my smartwatch to either accept or decline. But there was no number, no name or anything. No nothing. And I went back to my call log list, your recent calls, nothing. Mm. Like I had not, it was as if I had never received a call. That tripped me out when you. Or anything. (sighs) We have a picture of her watch. We'll upload it. Yeah. Yeah, We'll put it all up there. And well, and I asked you, I said, well, did you answer it? I know. No. I was not answering it. (laughs) Just going to let that one go. Yeah. Uh, No. When it. It happened, and this was, you know, right after I had checked out of the hotel and I got back to the house. Um, no. You're exhausted. Yeah. You'd already been through so much. Right. Not today, ghost. Yeah. So like, I was... <laughs> Decline. After everything, I guess, I experienced, I was too afraid to answer yeah. it or try. I, yeah, I would I don't think... I, what it, but, you know, it could have been Hank Williams. You know, I was side. thinking about Ooh. that. I, I don't know how I would have felt if I had picked it up and it was like Hank Williams music playing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, yeah, this is a good one. It was. Well, if you have any feedback or if you want to send us your own personal ghost story and we can have it be one of our friend stories, you can uh, send it out to us. Yeah. Um, you can send it to our email address, which is ghostraisedinthesouth at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at ghostraisedinthesouth. Please, please, please like and share our page mm-hmm. um, and 
let your friends know, listen to our, our podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts app, or iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find your podcast. Mm-hmm. All the things. Yeah, all, all, <laughs> all the things. Yeah, thank you so much, and we really appreciate your support. Yes, we've had a lot of a lot of support, a lot of, we've had some good emails and messages, you know. Yeah, I'm excited we are international now. I know, mm-hmm. international. <laughs> we have listeners. Hello there. In Poland, Poland, and Brazil now. Oh, Brazil! Yeah, you didn't tell me that one. I wanted to surprise you. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and um, stay tuned. We'll be back for more very soon. Boo y'all! Boo y'all! Boo y'all!